Hi. Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show. On this episode, we recap the NHL draft as Kelly Moore talks to Winnipeg Jets Director of Amateur Scouting, Mark Hillier. Also, a great conversation with seventh round pick Dom DiVincentis, one you'll want to tune in for as well. We preview the BC Lions and Winnipeg Blue Bombers clash in Vancouver with radio analyst Julio Caravada. That's all coming up on the podcast. Let's get back into the draft, shall we? Kelly Moore on the ground in Montreal. We're going to hear many of his conversations over the course of the next half hour. And let's start with a reflection on not just today, but the whole draft as a whole, the whole draft as a whole. Yes. With director of amateur scouting, Mark Hillier. The overall view, are you pretty happy uh, uh, leaving Montreal? Yeah, we're really happy. Had seven picks. We're we're, uh, able to get some different uh, players, some defensemen, some forwards, some centermen, a goaltender in the last round. We got quite a few players um, that we had a lot higher on their on our list the way they fell so we're we're really happy uh, the way the the day shaped up tell us uh, we'll, we'll dive into each pick if you want to give us the cliff notes uh, on them uh, first off i guess elias solomonson uh, uh, talking to him it sounded like he had a pretty good finish to his season maybe it didn't start out the way that he wanted yeah he's a good player we 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 liked him right along the season uh, he had a strong under 18 at the end He's a kid with some good experience for his age. He's played a number of games in the SHL, but also the under-20 junior league. Uh, he's a, a, a good, strong uh, six-foot-one defenseman that's a very good skater, plays physical, has an edge to his game, can move the puck. Uh, probably not a power play guy at the next level, has a good shot, though, but is a good, steady, hard-nosed, puck-moving guy. Uh, and interesting, I, I know when I saw born in Russia for Danny Zilk and I'm thinking okay you know it, it might be an interesting interview and then all of a sudden he's so fluent but uh, is he as fluent on the ice as he is speaking the English language? Yeah so Danny Zilkin's a interesting uh, uh, story you know he came over to uh, Toronto to play in a hockey tournament go to a hockey school and he was 13 years old and stayed. Uh, he's a Canadian citizen great kid very well spoken uh, good skater good speed and uh, has some upside on the on the skill side so we're we're excited to get him plays for uh, Scott Walker in Guelph uh, a good uh, guy to guide him along there and uh, now I, I know just because players aren't in the prospect ranking and there aren't bios on them doesn't mean uh, they aren't good players couldn't find a whole lot on Garrett Brown so uh, maybe uh, fill in the, the blanks on him if you would Garrett Brown's an interesting kid we're really excited about. We think he's just starting to scratch the surface. Went through a big growth spurt a few years ago. I think it was a, he went to Spokane's camp at 5'9". Now he's just under 6'3". Um, really good skater, puck mover. Uh, got better as the year went on in Sioux City in the USHL. Won a championship there. He's going to go back for a second year to Sioux City and then go to Denver after that. So we're excited about, uh, about his uh, developing. Fabian Wagner, uh, a left wing, uh, but a, a right shot, I think, or maybe it's the other way around, right wing, left shot, but uh, I know it shoots from the opposite wing. Uh, so that's always interesting because we've had a couple of good ones uh, that uh, have done that in Winnipeg. Yeah, he's he's a true centerman. Um, you know, he might have played wing somewhere along the line, but we see him as a centerman. He's a left shot center, uh, about a 5'11", 180-pound uh, kid. Uh, best asset for me is his hockey sense, really strong defensively, uh, contributes offensively, but a good two-way center. 
Yeah, and then finally, uh, Dominic De Vincentis, it was it was awesome to hear the response there was for him uh, when he was selected and in talking to him. What an incredible kid. Yeah, that's uh, that's a nice pick for us, I think, in the seventh round. Uh, he had a good year, you know, really tough for the Ontario kids, especially goaltenders. Rookie season, uh, you know, the, the season's canceled for COVID. He tries to break in this year, uh, has an older goaltender ahead of him, takes some ice time away there, puts together a real nice season. Uh, I think he's going to have a big year next year. Our uh, goalie uh, development coach, uh, Drew McIntyre, put in a lot of work with him, really thinks highly of his upside. So uh, good value pick for us in the seventh round. You know, and, and it's interesting the way that uh, the hockey uh, weaves its way uh, through the, the threads of people's lives. Talking with Dominic, he mentioned his relationship with Rutgers McGrory, rather in his family. And I understand there's also a connection between Rutgers and Garrett Brown. Yeah, I wasn't, uh, I didn't know those things, so that's just a bonus. But uh, we we got the scouting report, I guess, from the McGrorties through a, a text or on Twitter or something. So that's nice that there's a relationship there and uh, they're supportive of the pick. So maybe Rucker will become a scout when it's all said and done. But yeah. <laughs> probably not. He's going to make too much money. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, and, and the hours might not appeal to him right. either. Uh, and so just to close, I know we talked to Kevin about the two first-round picks last night, but uh, because uh, scouting comes under your bailiwick at the amateur level, uh, just a thought, if you would, before we let you go on uh, the two guys that you pick, Rutger, uh, as uh, well as Brad Lambert. Well, the, the people in Winnipeg are going to be excited about Rutger. Uh, you know, he might be a couple of years away, uh, but this, uh, you know, he's a power forward. Um He's, uh, you know, everybody talks about his grit and his character, which are great, but this is a 50-goal score. Um, you know, in the combined events this year, he scored 50 goals. So um, pretty excited about him. He plays the offside, half wall in the power play. He's got a good one-timer shot. He scores some goals from there and then scores a lot of the dirty goals in the in the, in the the greasy areas around the net. And, uh, you know, he's got a real heavy stick, and, and, and he's a character kid. He's got a smile from ear to ear. Um, and, you know, when you ask all these other kids on the under-18 team, this, this guy's the leader of the group on a, on a great program. So we're excited about him. Uh, Lambert is, uh, you know, hopefully in a few years when we look back on this, uh, you know, it's no secret he didn't have a good season. He wasn't in a good uh, development situation, but uh, we see something in him. Um, you know, we think uh, getting him at 30 is great value, and we're just looking forward to next year. I, I told some other guys... Uh, Saw him play twice at the World Junior before it was cancelled. He was the best player in those two games uh, by a mile. And I think if, if the uh, tournament had continued for 10 days, we were never going to get him at 30 because he, he was playing really well there. Um, so uh, hopefully things come together. He has a great year coming up, uh, you know, and uh, we look back at it and see that as a great value pick. Yeah, that great year is that in Seattle? Well, I don't know that 100%, but uh, I would certainly be in favor of that, and I think that's, that's the way he should go, but that's, uh, I don't make those final decisions, so we'll see what happens. That's Kelly Moore with Mark Hillier live in Montreal. Let's go to Montreal and Kelly Moore with Dominic DiVincentis. Wow, that was quite the reception when the Winnipeg Jets called out your name at number 207. Yeah, that was uh, truly an honor to be drafted by the Winnipeg Jets. You know, it was honestly a dream come true. It was uh, so surreal. I'm still a little bit in shock right now and kind of, 
I'm still lost in the moment. I'm, I'm really happy to be drafted by the Jets, and I really want to put a shout-out to my parents and my family for everything they've done for me. I played around 30-something games this year, and uh, with the great organization of North Bay, and we ended up losing in the conference finals of this year, but we'll be back next year for more. Right on. So you have to be pretty pleased with the season you have then. Absolutely. You know, the from what Adam Dennis, the GM of North Bay, and that whole coaching staff did for this season with this team, it was totally a different year and a different season uh, for this the, the league this year. And I think we shocked a lot of people. But like I said, we'll be back for more next year, and we'll be even better. Okay. Well, tell us about Dominic DiVincentis, the goaltender. Then. What, are you stand-up? Are you reflex? Uh, you come to a, an organization that has a pretty good goaltender uh, in Connor Hellebuck. I'll bet you're uh, anxious to meet him. Oh, absolutely. I would love to meet him. Uh, a Vesna Trophy winner. That's uh, that's something very difficult to do, and, and very something that you would I would love to achieve one day in my life. But um, I would say I'm more of a hybrid style. I can play more on my feet, more on my in my positions, and uh, I love I love using my posts and my my angles to help me a lot more with uh, with playing the game. But you know, there's I wouldn't say there's more of a stand-up or a butterfly goaltender anymore. I think majority of the kids nowadays are are all hybrid. It's just a lot more kids like to use their their reverse vhs and stuff like that more and i think i'm one of those kids who you know likes being in that more ready stance for anything that could happen are you familiar at all with any of your fellow draft picks uh, who were selected by winnipeg absolutely rucker mcgrordy and uh we grew up together and uh danny zilkin i know him through the ohl and and going to be playing against him next season yeah, so, okay, I'm a little uh, interested here now on the, the connection with Rutger McGrory. You grew up in, Nebra- in Nebraska then? No, so I grew up in Bolton, Ontario, but Rutger and I uh, grew up together playing spring tournaments, and we became very close. Our families became very close, and, uh, you know, it's just something we kind of grew up together, and, and I actually lived with him last summer during the COVID season in Canada. Uh, the USA was open, so I was, I was able to get in with them for the summer and, and live with them to continue training on and off the ice, and they're an unbelievable family. How cool is that, that you guys get selected by the same team? I mean, it's amazing how the hockey thread weaves its way, isn't it? It's crazy. It's really an honor, and I'm super excited to get started with the organization and, and obviously be close with them. The connective tissue of the hockey world is not Incredible. Dom DiVincenzo is talking to our Kelly Moore earlier today. And thanks to Kelly for all he's been able to provide for not just my show through the course of this week, but for all of our programming here, doing uh, great draft reports for the sportscast at 25 after providing these interviews today, being live on the scene for four hours almost yesterday, three and a half hours, I guess, is how long the show was last night. But Awesome stuff for Kelly Moore. And it must have been a blast. He said that was the first draft he'd covered since 95. And uh, I didn't say it to him because I didn't want to do that to him. But I was three that year. I was not draft eligible yet. I think my draft year was 2010. I did not get drafted. They're at the BC Lions. And our pregame coverage starts at 4 o'clock. I'm going to stop talking and bring on our next guest, and that is BC Lions radio analyst Julio Caravada. Julio, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. So in your time doing the analysis of the BC Lions, when was the last time there was a regular season game with this much hype around it? <laughs> well, I'd have to say, I mean, I, I got to cover some great teams with Wally Buono in the, in the 2000s there in the early part, and then... Uh, probably with Travis Lule. Um, but it's been a while. Let's just put it that way. Um, 
you know, last time there was an undefeated BC Lions team and an undefeated uh, Winnipeg Blue Bomber team. Has been a while, so uh, you know this is it's there is a buzz in the town. Uh, you know it's it's difficult in Vancouver. It's always been the case uh, come summertime here, and we haven't had much of a summer at all. Um, but we're starting to get a little bit nicer weather, and everybody wants to get outside. So I got there's a lot of people talking about it, but I, I still think like you know the, as far as attendance and stuff goes. Um, I'm anxious to see what the crowd's going to look like tomorrow. Well, I had you on after week one and the great home environment to that opener where they just destroyed Edmonton. And then they went out and did it again against the Toronto Argonauts. Fans are getting spoiled with these giant blowout (laughs) wins, but I don't think it's going to be a blowout tomorrow. Do you? No, no, no. And I I think too, like last week was a real big test for them, right? Uh, You know, on a short week, traveling all the way to East and, and playing a, a, a team in Ottawa that, you know, is a very, very good team. Their defense is, is the real deal. And, um, you know, it, 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 they had a lot of adversity. Nathan threw a couple of uh, interceptions and then uh, fumbled. There was like three possessions in a row. I think they scored like 17 points off of those uh, turnovers. So, you know, it was, it, was a, it was a very, very big step for a team that's, you know, still trying to figure th- some things out. But, Let's not kid ourselves, right? The, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers have been the, the, you know, the gold star. They are um, what everybody is trying to chase. Um, and so this is going to be a great test for them to see where they are. And um, I, for one, you know, I'm a big fan of the Blue Bombers and how they've constructed. I'm a big Michael Shea fan. I, I think what he's done has, has been remarkable. So uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I mean, I'm anxious to see how this team uh, responds and see, you know, see what happens. I think we're waiting for a lot of teams that have just been facing either East division teams. There's been so much East versus West so far that, you know, the yeah. Bombers are 4-0 yeah. and they haven't played a Western team yet. And the West at the top is, is other than Edmonton, really everyone in the West looks pretty good so far this year. Yeah. So it's really a, a first barometer for the Blue Bombers. They had the, the BC had the Ottawa game last week, but I think this is, this is a really good test for both sides. Don't you think? Yeah. Oh, oh, for sure. And, you know, you, you just look at all the way around, uh, you know, offense, defense, special teams, uh, they all have, you know, game changers, right? The people that can, that can dominate a game. And so, you know, I, I think about the Lions offensive line and, and how well they've played to this point, but, you know, you're going to, you're going to, you're going up against Jeff coat, you're going to get up against Jefferson, that, that defensive line and, and, and with Adam Big Hill and that secondary. Now, mind you, They've had they've had some changes, and that's what happens to you know to great teams, right? When you're on top for a while, and you're going to lose players, um, but they're still very very competitive. Everyone say, well, you know, they're four and zero, but you know they, yeah, you don't have. I said, say, you know what? Sometimes uh, in football, you're not going to play your best, but the good teams always find a way to win. And in the end, no one is going to. At the end of the year, I can pretty much guarantee you, no one's going to be saying, oh yeah, by the way, you remember back at the beginning of the year, uh, you know, hey, a win is a win. Uh, they know how to win. So again, um, and this is going to be a big test also for 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 Nathan Rourke. Uh, he 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 really answered a lot of questions last week, and he's going to have to answer questions after every single game. But uh, I'm excited to see what he's capable of doing against uh, really an elite defense. Well, and that's what the Bombers hang their hat on, right? The offense so far for this season for the Blue Bombers has not been anything special. They pull it out mm-hmm. you know, in, in moments that they need to, but. The fact that their defense has been so stingy allows them to get away with maybe some lackluster offensive efforts. The BC Lions, though, we put a lot of stock on their offense so far this season, but the defense yeah. has been pretty good too. Yeah, well, that's a very good point, and and they did a really, really good job of 
you know, in free agency. Now you got to remember something too, and you'll, and you'll know this because you guys had him, but Stove Richardson, you know, got hurt before training camp and he won't be available to the Lions all year. Um, Woody Barron was also a big free agent signing that they had who plays defensive tackle that hasn't been here yet. So they have a couple of guys that, you know, that I think would make a big difference. But I think the biggest thing about the Lions all the way around is they invested last year in a lot of young first-year players. And no, no, you don't look any further than their defensive line. Josh Banks, Tim Bonner, Boom Guachem. Um, you look at James Butler, they're running back. These guys are all guys that were here last year that were learning the game and trying to figure things out. And you know what it's like, right, for a first-year guy coming from the States. He's never seen this game. It's hard for him to, you know, try to make, try to make uh, his way through a new city and a, and a new culture. But those guys have all come back better, right? They're now contributing. They have eight defensive linemen that are all rolling through there. And so, you know, I talked to David Menard, who came over in free agency as well. And, you know, he says, you know, you, you, you're, you're just so much fresher at the end of the game because we've got such a great rotation. And when you have, a, when you have that defensive line, because the, the game's won and lost on the line of scrimmage. If you, if, you, if you control that, all the, everything falls into place. But when you don't, that's when you have problems. And that's one of the things that the Lions have been much, much better at uh, offensively and defensively is, is being able to control the line of scrimmage and give their quarterback time to throw the football. I want to share with you a quote from Marcus Sales, former Blue Bomber today. Uh, Winnipeg Free yeah. Press reporter Taylor Allen said he asked Sales about the Bomber offense, and he said, quote, right now they look like they're a little vanilla. Their receivers aren't the same. As long as we play top-down defense, don't give up explosion plays, let our D-line eat, we feel like we'll have just as much success like all these other teams. They've been skating away by a little point, so we feel we can beat them pretty bad, close quote. How's that for bulletin board material? <laughs> <laughs> from Marcus Sales too. Really, I don't hear that much from him. Uh, but um, again, I'm sure Michael Shea is going to use all that stuff. It's you know that's one of the things. Like when you when you have a the, the Lions have not been very good. Let's be honest. And there's been lots of change, and they have a little bit different swagger. And again, I, I, when you're going up against the best. Um, you know, you want to you you want to measure yourself, and so they're a confident group. I mean, I mean, I would be really really shocked if if that was the case. But um, if that's what if that's what gets you going, then that's fantastic. But this team, the in the BC Lions, better be ready um, for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers because you know they have proven over the last two years they're the defending Great Cup champions. They've done it on a consistent basis, and Zach Caleros is an elite quarterback and. Um, they're going to be a very, very formidable test. And, you know, I, as I said, for as a fan of the game, I'm really looking forward to this because I, I think it has the makings to be, you know, even though it's still very early in the year, being a real, real good football game. You mentioned last week, Julio, that the Lions on the short week that going on the road mm-hmm. was a really impressive win. The Bombers are sort of doing the same thing this week. They played yeah. on Monday in Toronto, and they're yeah. playing tomorrow mm-hmm. In BC, they only had one practice. They had a practice yesterday and flew yeah. to BC today. The Lions having more than a week of rest. How big a deal is that for this game? It's 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 well because it's such a physical game. It's hard. Then if anyone tells you that it's it's not, then they're lying, right? Especially the big guys, and I shouldn't say that especially the big guys. Everybody. You I mean it's such a physical game, and the amount of running and all those things, and the, the mental preparation, and how you got to get ready for games, and when you 
when you go on a short week, it's it, one, it, it, it takes time for your body to recover. And secondly, and probably more importantly, um, mentally, you don't, you, 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 you've got to really shorten up everything that you're doing because you just don't have the same kind of time that you do normally. So it, it's, it's difficult. And, you know, the thing about it too, is that you need an experienced coach like Mike O'Shea, who, who's been through all this stuff, who really understands, you know, what they need to cover, how to, how to you know, give the guys rest and what they need to do in order to, to, you know, to be at your best on game day. So it is difficult, but it's not something that is, you know, such a, it's, it's, it's a huge obstacle that you can't overcome. And then the Lions proved it last week, right. That you can do it. Um, and again, these guys are all exceptional athletes with a lot of pride uh, and sure that Winnipeg has heard all oh, BC's this BC's that, and they're probably saying this stuff. We're going to teach these guys a lesson, right? Like we're still the defending great cup champion. They still have to come through us. And that's probably something that they have the confidence to be able to back it up. The lions are a young upstart team that, you know, is trying to prove themselves, trying to prove a lot of things to themselves and to the rest of the league. So, um, I just think it's fantastic because I think it's for this time of the year to have this kind of a matchup, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of eyes on this game. Uh, it, it's good for it's good for both teams, and it's great for the league. More importantly, Blue Bombers have the injuries piling up now. Kyrie Wilson, the latest to go on the six game yeah. injured list. The Bombers had I've talked about it before. They had great run of of health last year and go into the Great Cup. It's not happening this year so far. How are the BC uh-huh. Lions doing health wise? Good. You know, I think um, I, I'm from, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's pretty much the same lineup that they had. Uh, they lost Burnham, uh, Brian Burnham, to um, he had a he broke a rib and then punctured his lung, so he's going to be out for about six weeks. But um, Josh Pearson stepped stepped in for in for him, and then Keon Hatcher moved into Burnham's spot, and Hatcher got a had a, what 166 yards last week, so. He had a very, very good game. I think Lucky Whitehead's not 100%. Um, you know, he's, but he's a guy that uh, is, you know, this is a game that he looks forward to. And if you remember last year when they did play, what he got hurt on the second or third play of the game when he broke his, he broke his, uh, his wrist. So, um, but as, as, all the way around, they've been relatively injury-free. And as I said to you before, the, the two guys that are missing that they sign in free agency, Woody Barron is, is slowly making his way back and, and Richardson's not going to be back for the whole year. So, but other than that, they're pretty healthy. Get you out of here on this prediction for tomorrow. What do you think is going to happen? Um, I, I honestly, I, I'm, I think it's going to be a really, really, really good football game. I really think that, you know, both these teams are, are, they have a lot of talent. Um, I'm really anxious to, you know, Zach has, has done it, been there, done it. I'm, and every week, Nathan answers more questions for me, um, like what he was able to do after throwing a couple of interceptions and to be able to and then fumble. And the momentum really started to change in that game on the road against a team that was desperate to win. And he went like 10 of 11 for 208 yards after that. Right. He really has a, a, a fantastic ability for a young quarterback to bounce back after he makes mistakes. He doesn't crumble. He doesn't kind of feel sorry for himself and let it all go. He he really kind of digs deep and is able to find another gear. Um, but again, when you're you're up against this kind of competition, you always um, you're, you're looking at a young quarterback. How does he respond? Like, is he able to continue to, to have that consistency? A guy like Zach Caleros has developed that consist- consistency. You know what you're going to get week in and week out. So now for Nathan Rourke, it's his opportunity to start, you know, laying that kind of a foundation down every single week and, 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 and expect that same level of consistency. So I'm excited to see 
what he does against this great bomber team. Should be a lot of fun, Julio. Appreciate the time as yeah. always. Thanks for this and have a great call tomorrow. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. I really appreciate it. Anytime. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Of course, that is when the Jets are not playing because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell until we meet again. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. We try to warn you over the day. You may not share our intellect.